refreshing, delicious and packed with the good stuff. It's The Juice with Louise Wilkinson on Newcastle Live Radio. It is Therapy Thursday and that means it's time for me to welcome back one of my favourite regulars. Shouldn't have favourites, but, you know, look, you you knock it out of the park every time you're on the show. Tony Knight, our resident psychotherapist, welcome back to The Juice. You say that to everybody, Louise. I know. But that's okay. I'm taking it anyway. I'm going to take that compliment. Thank you. Excellent. Which feeds nicely into what we're talking about today, which is, yeah, self-confidence and you know, we all see the the posts on Facebook about, you know, owning our power and all of that sort of thing. And we read it and we go, yes, like I need to have more self-confidence. I need to not have imposter syndrome. And in practice, it's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> Damn. You know, if, if only if only Facebook memes somehow changed you, you know, yes. if only you know, that was all you needed. Yes. But no, yeah, you're right. You're right. No, there is more to it. And so self-confidence, self-confidence, um, it is, let's let's define it. Great. It is, I guess it's your ability to trust yourself in some aspect of your life. So it's not, some people talk about self-confidence as like a more global thing. Um, I guess that's probably more like Mm. self-esteem and they differ because self-esteem is more about how you value your worth as a human being. And I think that's going to be a really good topic for us to do some other time too. Mm. Self-confidence can feel quite global, but it's probably better to think of self-confidence as being related to particular things. So as an example, you know, um, I am confident, um, self-confident, you know, in talking about certain topics. And then there'll be some topics that I would have no confidence about whatsoever. So, you know, in that domain, my self-confidence is quite low, Mm. um, which is quite a lot of things, just about everything except for this area and maybe a couple of others. Um, and the good news about self-confidence is that we, we, we certainly know it when we have it because, you know, self-confidence is made up of a thought or belief, you know, I'm good at this or I'm not good at this, I can do this, I can't do this. And then there's an associated feeling that comes with it. And in general, self-confidence is a good feeling. It's a positive, empowered feeling as well. And the good news there is that, you know, we're not born being self-confident at everything necessarily. You know, if we're not good at it, it's appropriate to not be confident about doing something. And alternatively, when we get good at something, our confidence, our self-confidence in that area of life grows. And so self-confidence is definitely something that uh, can be built and I guess to succeed in certain areas of life, you need to build your self-confidence in that area. And, you know, it's 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 a little harder to do than it actually sounds mm. because you can find yourself kind of trapped in this vicious cycle. You know, if I want to become a great writer, which I do, real-world example, I need to start somewhere. And if I don't have much confidence in my ability as a writer, that becomes an instant barrier to me getting started. So, you know, how do I start to develop the confidence of a a good writer as a good writer? 
if I don't have the confidence to get started. Yes. And that's what trips a lot of people up, you know. And, look, there are lots of answers and we'll get into those soon. Um, But, yeah, it's easier said than done. It is. And I think, you know, I've had some discussions recently about zones of genius and Hmm. I don't think that we necessarily, I think we beat ourselves up on the things that we're not good at. And I think that we diminish the things that we are good at. So, for example, in a, in a dynamic that I'm in at the moment, uh, you know, he is extremely good at uh, changing light bulbs and building things and uh, measures of space and all of those things that I would have no idea about, but I am better mm-hmm. at the written word. So, he bu- he beats himself up because he's not good at the written word and I beat myself up because I can't do all of those all of those handy things that he can do falling off a log so talking about the zones of genius and and acknowledging your zone you, like your zone of genius that you do it well uh mm-hmm. you know um is is a really positive thing and I don't think we do it enough yeah, um, you know, you mentioned the zone of genius. That comes from a really fantastic book that I would recommend people read by Gay Hendricks. I think it's called The Big Leap right. or something similar to that. Really excellent book. And isn't it interesting how easy it is for us to beat ourselves up about something we're not good at or something we have low confidence in, almost as if we should, for some reason, be really good at everything. Yes. I don't know what's responsible for that, whether it's, um, you know, social media. We blame everything on social media. But, you know, we, we compare ourselves to lots of people that are good at things. And, you know, that that's certainly one of the things, one of the barriers, if you like, to having self-confidence is that social comparison. You know, we read about or see people who are very good at something that we want to be good at. And we compare ourselves to them and go, well, you know, I don't have any confidence in my ability and what's the point in doing something about it? Look at how good they are. You know, we sort of (laughs) adopt this, you know, it's, you know, it's called a fixed mindset. This idea that because I'm not good at something, that's because innately there's something in me that, you know, won't allow myself to be good at it. It's like, you know, we, we kind of automatically take this, you know, position of, well, I'm either good at it or I'm not good at it. And if I'm not good at it, then there's just no point in doing it because I can't become good at it. I can't develop confidence in it, which when you put it that way, really? Yeah. Look, it's so funny you saying this. I'm having a giggle. I am not, anger is not my first emotion. It's not what I go to. But there is this particular thing on Facebook. It's this woman and she goes, I'm making lunch for my kids. And she does these videos about these amazing lunches with a love note that she does every day and, you know, cuts the cucumbers into stars and all of that sort of thing. And I am irrationally annoyed by watching that video (laughs) because I just go, oh, for God's sake, I can't do that. You know, who has the time? And I get – and it's – it's, it's exactly right what you're saying. So I don't even try. I just go, no, nah, I'm not. Yeah. And it, it's interesting yeah. what you're saying that if I if I approach that, like took the self-judgment out of it and saw it for what it was and went, you know, oh, well, good on her. You know, she's, uh, she's you know, acing it at, at school lunches. You know, look, maybe I'll try and cut the carrot sticks a little bit differently tomorrow, uh, you know, and maybe I'll be good at it over time. 
if you want to. And that's the thing, you know, you've chosen your zone of genius, Louise, and it may not be cutting carrot sticks. <laughs> and I dare say that's probably okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We can't be, we can't be a genius at everything. That's the point. But yeah. we can be, you know, pretty well genius level at the things that really matter to us Yes, if we take the steps to do it. And that's where our self-confidence increases. So, you know, it turns out we don't need an awful lot of self-confidence to get started in an area, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. Yep. But we build our self-confidence as a result of doing that thing. And so it's something that I've said on this program before, and that is that the feeling follows the action. If we wait to feel self-confident before we start doing something that matters, we'll be waiting a really long time. Can't do that. So we need to find a way to start something to become good at and and get confident at it, knowing that we will feel confident once we've been doing it, you know, for a while. I love Um, that. And not rely on that feeling. Yeah. One of my favourite sayings is growth doesn't sit in comfort. Uh, So, yeah, Yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. Tony, we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we'll talk about some strategies for getting started, improving our self-confidence. And uh, I look forward to diving into that with you after this short break. Well, it's time to welcome back Tony Knight. We've had a little cuppa. We've had some uh, a, a bit of a bicky. Now we're back with you. So before the break, we were talking about uh, self-confidence and uh, how it's important to recognise what we do well and, uh, and give ourselves credit for that. Uh, and now we're going to talk about where we find it lacking, what we might be able to do about it. Welcome back, Tony. Thanks, Louise. Yes, I enjoyed the biggie in the cuppa. Lovely. Yes. <laughs> um, so how do we how do we develop self-confidence? Especially when we're not self-confident to begin with. As I said before the break, we have this problem where if we don't feel self-confident, we tend to want to avoid doing those things that make us feel bad. So it can trap us in a, a bit of a vicious cycle. So how do you get out of that cycle and how do you develop self-confidence in those things that really matter. And they need to be things that matter. Let's face it, you're not going to take that journey and become self-confident at everything. You don't need to be. Um, and so and, and you don't have the resources, the energy, the time, the attention to do that. So you're going to be selective about what you become confident about and very accepting about the zillion other things that you have no self-confidence around. Yeah. And that is completely okay. So to start, there are several there are several things that you can do to increase self-confidence, but really it's not so much about reading them, it's about doing them. And so I really recommend that the things that increase self-confidence, you do them as part of a project. So I'm going to suggest to people, start a project, start it really small. So what project? Again, it's going to be something that relates to some of your um, biggest goals. So think about what really matters to you. What are your big goals? What's your vision? What is it that you really want? Then think about just a general strategy and how you get there. So for me, I want a successful, thriving business based on showing people how to be resilient. One of my strategies is to to really popularise the... um, trauma and distressing distress tolerance therapy that I do called TRTP. Yes. How do I do more of that? So my strategy is 
to write about it, to show people why it's important. So you can see how I've gone from a vision and a goal down to a strategy. But that's too broad as well. I'm not confident about my ability to write about TRTP, which is one of my big strategies. So I've got to start somewhere. So I'm going to start small with my writing. And I would suggest that everyone do the same thing. Start really, really small. Because if you start small, you don't need to have a lot of self-confidence. So I don't have to write a massive essay and publish, try and get it published in popular magazines or I don't even have to show anybody. I can just write a small amount, keep it to myself, and if I want to really accelerate, I can show it to some key people to get some feedback. But you start as small as you need to based on the confidence you have. The point is you have to start. You cannot develop self-confidence in the absence of actually stepping up and taking action. In fact, I think of self-confidence as really a very happy side effect of building good habits, all right? It's Mm. a side effect of building good habits, but you've got to build the good habit to get the self-confidence. So what happens when you start taking that small action? Well, not only are you going to get better at it with practice, but you're going to make mistakes. Mm. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to look at your work and go, oh, that's horrible. So what happens then? Well, then you have to bring more resources to it. So it might be that you get some support or you get, um, you know, a coach. Uh, You're going to be comparing yourself to other people as we inevitably do and we're not confident about something. Okay, self-comparison, you know, comparing yourself to other people is not ideal for many reasons, but we're always going to do it because we're a social species. So, you know, Bring some support to that when you notice that you're not as good as other people and remind yourself, have that growth mindset that says, yeah, I'm not as good as a lot of other people at this, but I can learn. And so having that mindset and developing that mindset as you go uh, is really critical because you're going to come across obstacles. You're going to suck at this. You know, you're going to have setbacks. It's about constantly reminding yourself that, yeah, of course I'm going to be bad, but I'm going to get better if I keep practising and having that support around you that enables you to do that, starting small uh, and building, having that willingness to not be good at it at first, to start with low confidence and just build from there. It also involves self-care, believe it or not. So there is a strong relationship Um, between, you know, uh, self-confidence and sleep, for example. You know, just the basics, right? Yeah, yeah. Looking after yourself means that, you know, small adjustments to feeling better and doing better means that you can do more, you can be more resilient and, and stay the course. And so as you keep doing these things, as you keep focusing in on just taking small repeated actions, so building habits, um, getting through the setbacks, hopefully not comparing yourself too much to others but recognising that, you know, it's okay to not be good at first. The idea is to just keep doing it again and again and you start to get better at it. And with the right mindset, And recognising, of course, that, you know, you're not starting from ground zero necessarily. You know, ideally, 
you're building on some skills and other areas where you might have some confidence. So I might not be a great published writer, but I have some skill in writing some sentences and, Mm. you know, I have some skills in, you know, being able to kind of edit and check my grammar and things like that. So I'm bringing my skills in. I'm borrowing, if you like, confidence from some other areas of my life and I'm building, I'm building from a pretty low base with the right resources around me, which should be very reminiscent of, um, you know, the discussion we had about building habits because this is very much in that vein. But it's really paying attention to the fact that that feeling of confidence is going to follow the actions you take and not come before the actions that you take. And it's, it's not realistic to expect that you're going to feel confident about something. So, you know, as you rightly said, Louise, I can't phrase it as nicely as you did, but, you know, it's about going to your zone of discomfort. I call it like the challenge zone. Yes. It's where, you know, you feel safe, but you don't feel comfortable, you know. Um, there's a little bit of challenge there um, and that's a good place to be. That's yeah. a good place to be. You don't expect to feel confident. This is about, you know, this is having the energy and the focus to go, I need to just keep working on this and I can work on this at my own pace. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic advice, Tony. I mean, yeah, I think we all need to uh, you know, take on board exactly what you're saying and it all makes so much sense. And I love that, you know, you've used the example of something that you're not confident in but you're chipping away at that each and every day. Exactly. Yeah, and and building that confidence. And, uh, you know, yeah. I do believe that, uh, you know, when we actually put energy into that, that it does, it does come back to us in ways that we don't expect uh, to help mm-hmm. us achieve that goal, um, whether that's the person who is a genius in that that just appears or whether that's, uh, you know, a resource that you stumble across. I think when you, when you direct energy to something uh, that, you know, that it, the universe for one of a woo-woo term kind of gives you uh, the tools that you need to build that self-confidence. It's just about getting started. Oh, it does. It does. Look, I'm not necessarily um, a woo-woo person either, but if you think about it, if you're connected with something that makes a big difference to your life and you're prepared to start at a place where you're just no good at it and you keep building and you bring in resources What it kind of does, I think, is that it puts this kind of invisible radar up above your head. If you can imagine a little radar sticking out the top of your head and you're looking out for opportunities, you're looking out for resources without being aware of it. It happens subconsciously. And so, you know, you attract these things to you primarily just because it's on your radar and because you're interested in it. And so not only are you practising and getting better at it, but you're drawing to yourself because you're noticing all the things around that can help you, that can move you forward. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic advice. Tony, thank you so much for joining us once again as our resident psychotherapist on Therapy Thursdays on The Juice. Most, most pleasure. Yep.